Hey there, lady. My name is Molly Conley, and I'm devoted to helping women reinvent their love lives, whether that's after divorce, dating on and off the apps, or in their committed relationship. Why? Because I've been there. I'm a former college athlete who filed for divorce three years into marriage, swam in the online dating pool into my late 30s, and now I am married to the man of my spreadsheet dreams who I met four months before the world shut down. As a dating and relationship coach, I help my clients shift the focus from being obsessed with finding Mr. Right to shifting to herself as Miss Right Now. We build a foundation filled with clarity, connection, and confidence, knowing she is worth waiting for. Each week on the podcast, I'll bring you love life insights and savvy guests where you will receive the courage to release programmed limiting beliefs. Discover patterns and behaviors restricting you from finding and attracting quality men and ways to choose yourself first so you can build a foundation for a healthy relationship with yourself and a partner. Hey lady, welcome to Reinventing the Arena, a podcast for ambitious, high-achieving women who are ready to attract the man they desire and deserve. I'm your host, Molly Conley, a dating and relationship coach for women like yourself. In today's episode, I'm going to be sharing some, what is it called? I like to do on Wednesdays on Instagram is a ask me anything Q&A. So I open up the Q&A all day, let ladies ask whatever questions they want about dating and relationships. And then by the end of the day, I answer them. But because they're in my Instagram stories, they only stay up for 24 hours. And, you know, I want to make sure that I pass this information along to as many women as possible because another topic for another day is going to be about core values. And one of my core values is making a difference. Um, I wouldn't be here doing the work that I do without meeting that goal and meeting that core value of mine of making a difference. So I might go through one or two of these today, but the one, maybe I'll just focus on one because there's one that's really sticking out for me. Um, And this was earlier in February and a lady asked, I'm having a difficult time finding someone who meets my standards. Am I asking too much? So there's a lot of clients of mine that have gone through this. And I'm going to be honest, like I did too. I really thought that my standards were too high. In fact, I had people telling me my standards were too high. And I'm just going to go ahead and say it. That's bullshit. Um, you, if you, once you get to know yourself, once you do all that deeper inner work, a majority of it, because you're still going to be doing it in the rest of your life, you're going to be like, Ooh, I thought I fixed that. Or I thought I worked on this or, Oh, I didn't know about that one. You're just going to find things along the way. Like that's just how life goes. Um, but you're going to have more self-awareness around some things. And as you go through that, and as you start dating more, or you're in a relationship longer, or you're starting to open up those lines of communication and understanding your partner in maybe different ways, you're going to see that your standards or what you thought were standards are going to change. So I don't really feel like this is a one-sided issue at all, because I feel like a lot of this can come from a few different ways. So first and foremost, I like to ask my clients, 
if they feel rushed to find someone. So if you do, figure out where this comes from. Most of the time, it's going to come from other people, whether that's friends that are getting married and settling down and having kids and buying a home and all those wonderful things that our society wants us to do, right? And even though that that sounds like the most amazing American dream, it might not be your dream. So it's a good thing to challenge um, because you might also be getting the pressure from your family members of when are you going to settle down and have kids? When are you going to do this? When are you going to make me a grandmother? When are you going to make me a grandfather? Like getting those questions on and off, maybe, you know, at family gatherings, especially around the holidays. Those are some tricky questions to navigate. I That might be a whole other podcast episode, but um, actually it probably should be. <laughs> there I go shooting myself. Um, but digging into that and asking yourself like, if the pressure is coming from someone else, like how can you set that boundary, right? And like looking into it and being like, is this not only like how they are pushing their expectations onto you, but how you can challenge that and say, is this a belief that I hold for myself? Like, or is this limiting me in some way? So there's a lot of different ways to explore the area of feeling rushed or pressured. And because we're high achievers, you are going to feel behind all the time. That's just life. Like you are going to feel like you're on top of the world in one area, but behind another. Totally normal. Totally normal. Because we are go-getters. We are goal-oriented let me go backwards. We are not just goal go-getters. We are goal getters and goal setters. We accomplish what we set out to do. We are very driven. Um, sometimes that turns into workaholics um, sort of mentalities and um, attributes and behavioral patterns. But all in all, like when we have a vision of something we want, we usually get it unless something else in our life disrupts it. And if you had this dream of what your life would be like, like maybe even the age you were going to be to get married or the age you were going to buy a house, the age you were going to have a child, like just even that basic sort of idea, it, it challenges your vision. And it's going to start challenging if you are right or wrong, or it's going to challenge the belief that you have in yourself and you're going to start to feel behind, especially if for some reason we go back to the feeling of being um, rushed or possibly pressured or whatever, and you see it in other areas of your life. Like if you're obviously on any sort of social media platform and you see friends getting married left and right, you're going to feel behind. And that is completely normal. And your journey is totally different than everyone else's. Um, as a personal note, I was the first person in my friend group to get married. I was also the first person to own a home. I was also the first person to get divorced and to lose her home. So sometimes being first isn't always the best. <laughs> but I was also the first person 
to truly work on herself for a very long time. I would say it was over a decade. Yeah, it was actually just around a decade of doing a lot of deep inner work, trial and error, and trying to find opportunities for love that led me to finding my husband. So your journey's not hopefully going to be like mine. Like maybe you're gonna listen to this podcast and be like, oh my God, I don't want any of my journey to be like Molly's. And that's great because that's also another goal of mine is that you don't have to live through the crap that I did. That's why I love to do the work that I do so you don't have to go through the bullshit that I have. So, and if you've gone through some of it, that's fine because, you know, like I said, everyone's on their own journey and you are going to learn from that experience and it's going to make you you know, knowledgeable in another area. It's going to give you opportunities for growth. And that is something as a high achiever that we like to do anyways, right? Now, with that said, we're going to move on to the second one, the second kind of area that we can touch on here that I um, go through with my clients is, are you surrounding yourself with people who are at similar standards? So I'm going to use health as an example. Let's say you want a man to be healthy, okay? And you're a healthy person, right? Or you want to be. But if you're hanging out with people who aren't taking care of their health, you are going to be attracting the same type of men. And sometimes this means that you're going to have to shift your circle because when you're around others that have similar qualities of what you're looking for, it's going to be easier to find men or even friends for that matter with those similar qualities. And I've mentioned this a few times on the podcast. I'm a former athlete. And if you are one as well, you're going to understand this concept very well. You are on a team and you are put with people that are there because they either really enjoy the sport, they want to be there. Sometimes it's sadly like their parents just put them on the team, right? But like, as you get older, like You're not just competing in college because it sounds fun. You're competing in college because this is something that you really enjoy. You're highly competitive. You've been dreaming about doing this since you were God knows how old. um, And you've wanted to push yourself above and beyond and see if you could even make it past the college level, right? Like maybe that's something that you've always dreamed of. I guarantee you that you have or you had a teammate who is similar, if not just like you with similar goals, similar habits, and you pushed each other, you motivated each other. And as a team, you all came together and you supported each other. That is what I'm talking about. If you don't have a similar group of people of what you're looking for, you need to shift your group. So this can be something of like, I I will use another personal example. After um, after college for me, I would be working full time and I also would work as a server every once in a while, like picking up shifts at night or on the weekends. And my nine to five, actually, Midwest, it's like eight to five. Um, my eight to five was not very demanding, but I mean, I still had to wake up at like 530 or six in order to be at work on time. Um, and obviously this is a while ago because it wasn't a work from home situation because of the pandemic. But when I was waiting tables, I would be with some people that also had a regular full-time job. And then I had others that were either in school or this was what they wanted to do for the rest of their lives. And their habits were different. That meant 
maybe on a Friday night, I would go hang out with them. But on a Wednesday, some of them would go out until like two or three o'clock in the morning and want me to go with go out with them as well. And I'd be like, I can't do that. I have a responsibility the next morning. And so as you start to change and like do different things in your life, so will your friend groups and so will your circle of who you want to associate with. And so I wanted to give that example of if you're looking for a man that's like, and this is, I don't know, this is another direction that I like to dig in where I'm like, okay, if you want a man to be healthy versus a man that wants to, that has six pack abs, you know, six packs come and go. But if you want a man who's healthy, like that, that means a lot of different things, like exploring what health looks like for you. Does that mean he is figuring out what he likes to eat and it's healthy and it's not just like cheeseburger, fries, pizza, Chinese food, tacos, and blah, 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 and beer 24 seven. Um, you know, like if that's what you think healthy is, then your version of healthy is going to be different than maybe mine or another person. Or is that meaning that you want them to be more aware of their mental health, that they're more focused on their emotional intelligence. Like what sort of health would you want to have in a partner? And what are you doing for yourself to support that? That means to me that you are starting to not only exhibit the characteristics that you are wanting in a partner because you want to have some similarities, right? But you're also putting yourself in circles where they're going to hypothetically be more men like that. Okay. Now we're just going to move on to the third one. And I kind of already touched on this, but let me elaborate here too. So the third is actually looking at the standards. So I mentioned the six pack abs, right? If you are sitting here and you're saying your standards include a man having six pack abs and making at least $200,000 in his career, and he's already bought a home and he's got five dogs and he has like an acreage or a boat or whatever, it's time for you to look at standards because what those are, are materialistic things that can come and go in a freaking second. You know, the person can lose his job. The person can lose his house in a fire. He could um, get into a car accident and, you know, um, have something to the point where like he can't work out for God knows how long and he doesn't have as much muscular definition in his legs or his abs or whatever. Like all of those things are materialistic in a way that like, yes, great. I'm glad that maybe that's something that you want, but you need to dig into the things of like, what's that really mean? Because those are very surface level. So the six pack abs, we all want to be attracted to our partner. No shit. Like if you're not attracted to someone emotionally and physically and mentally, we have a problem. Obviously a lot of people, especially in a younger age, like our hormones are crazy and we are attracted to people physically right away emotional is comes next, but mental stimulation is a huge and an important part of attraction. So if you don't have a man who has six pack abs, you don't have to throw him out with like, you know, anybody else that you just don't want to date, right? If the person is taking care of his health and, you know, like I said, what does that mean to you and how does that affect you? Think of it this way. A man who is taking care of his health, what can he do about that? 
he will probably be able to go on more adventurous trips with you in the future. He's going to have the energy to chase the kids or play catch in the backyard. He's going to be more involved with the kids playing sports. Like this is why we dig into some of those standards that maybe people say you have too high of standards or maybe they're superficial or whatnot, but like digging into saying like, well, what does that really mean? And, you know, if we go back to even like the idea of like, he's got to make a certain amount of money. What is your mindset around money? Do you feel that money is scarce? Are you living in a scarcity mindset? Where does this come from that you need to have this big of financial security? Are you constantly dependent on other people for money? Are you dependent on money from your parents? Are you living paycheck to paycheck that you want to have a partner who makes more than you? Like digging into why you feel you need to have someone make a certain amount of money is also important for you because as a high achiever, you're going to want at some point, this independence in some areas of your life. And as I have been coaching um, high achieving women, most of them are very ambitious, right? Which is why I start off this whole podcast with um, mentioning ambitious women. And one thing that I noticed is that the money mindset is really high and wanting to be independent and making their own money and having control of their own finances. So it's finding these standards that you may have that just seem very um, materialistic or surface level and digging into like, why do I feel like those are standards? What about me is, you know, needing a little bit of work so that I can really dig into why I feel like a man needs to have six pack abs. Why do I feel like a man needs to make $200,000? You know, these are things that are not only going to like improve your, um, outlook on relationships and improve your dating opportunities, but it's also going to help you do some inner work that you didn't know you needed right off the bat. So I'm going to go ahead and end this one. So I am so happy that you joined me for this podcast, this quick ask me anything Q&A that came from a um, Q&A day that I did on a Wednesday on an Instagram story. Uh, back in early February. And once again, the question was, I'm having a difficult time finding someone who meets my standards. Am I asking too much? If you still feel like this is something that you want to work through um, and this is something that you know you want to explore, I do 90-minute coaching strategy sessions. And Right now in the month of February, I'm using, I'm offering that as a special. So if you are interested, click the link in the show notes. I have two openings for that. So like I said, click the note in the show, the, <laughs> click the link in the show notes for more information. Otherwise, if you are looking for another opportunity to work with me, I have one-on-one -on -one coaching. And for the month of March, I'm going to have two spot two spots open and that's three months commitment um, of doing coaching with me. And if you are interested in something like that, reach out to me on Instagram, send me a DM. My goal is to have my website up by the beginning of March because I've been doing some changes. So if for some reason you're listening to this podcast episode and it's March, go ahead and go to my website, find out more information because I will have some spots opening up in the next few months. 
All right, ladies, thank you once again for listening. If you would go leave a review or a star rating, just scroll down to the end of the podcast, complete podcast, not just this episode and click the stars. All right. Have a good rest of your day. And I'm looking forward to chatting with you next week.